My name is Lauren Eliz Love, and welcome to this podcast. I'm so excited that you're here, and I can guarantee that you're craving success, abundance, prosperity, and all of the beautiful things that come with a thriving business. Here on the show, you are going to find all of the things that you really need to create that beautiful financial freedom that you crave. Inner work, personal transformation, and radical self-love are the tools that will excel you and propel you into that life that you desire. Here on the show, I will share stories and lessons from my life, along with interviews from great experts who've been able to do that work themselves. You'll hear lessons, breakthroughs, and tips to expand, to change, and to grow. Because growing a business is really about growing yourself. For more, you can visit laurenoflove.com. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, hello. I sounded a little weird there. Um, Yeah, welcome back to the Badass Business Podcast. (laughs) I got to admit, I'm a little bit nervous to record this episode of the show. Over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be sharing with you guys episodes that have content that isn't anywhere else. I'm going to get real and raw and truthful, and a lot of what you hear over the next couple of episodes will feel a little uncomfortable, not just for me, but probably for you, because you're going to be hearing some real deal truths for the very first time. Along my journey of being an entrepreneur, I always had someone in front of me who I was watching, someone I would look at and say, I'm going to be where they are one day. And now I'm at a point in my business where the people I'm looking at are at such a high level because my business has advanced and I don't really feel like they're being truthful about where they are in their business and the reality of being an entrepreneur at that stage of the game. Along the way of my journey, I have been so real and open with you guys and I know that I'm craving that right now from the people above me. And that means that I have to be even more real with all of you guys because let's face it, if I'm missing something, if I'm craving something from people that I look up to, I know you're probably craving that too. I need somebody to be real and honest with me, to tell me about all of the shitty realities of being an entrepreneur. I need somebody to make me feel better and let me know that I'm not alone when I'm struggling with certain aspects of growing a business. I want a shoulder to cry on when I get bullied in the online space, and I want somebody to be truthful with me about what it feels like to be rejected or to have a client that's upset with you. There are certain things at my level of business that I wish I already knew, and I'm figuring them out the hard way. So I knew in my heart of hearts that it was time for me to jump on a couple of podcast episodes for you guys and share the real deal truths about being an entrepreneur at this stage of the game. So I'm going to be open with you. I'm going to be truthful. And I'm not going to hold anything back. And my hopes and my suggestions, if you're so kind to accept, is to just embrace that. To be okay with receiving the information that I'm giving with you uh, or talking with you about over the next couple of episodes. I'm hoping that you can hold a warm, loving space for me as I step into these truths, just as I've done my best to hold a warm and loving space for all of the people who listen to the Badass Business Podcast. I'm going to be real, I'm going to be open, and I'm going to be raw. 
but I know that someone out there needs to hear it. So in today's episode of the Badass Business Podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you guys the truths about high-level entrepreneurship that no one tells you about, or at least no one told me. This is the Badass Business Podcast. You're listening to the Badass Business Podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to claim a wildly free life. Tune in to hear new episodes every Tuesday by yours truly, Lauren Liz Love. This is the space where we can have open conversations about growing a successful business and creating a vibrant lifestyle. It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. The only way to sponsor this show is to sponsor it by the Badass Business Babe Facebook group. Yep. I have a secret group. I talk a lot about it in this video because that's where I recorded this video that's now an audio for the podcast. The Badass Business Babes Facebook group is a secret group I created when I started to grow my business because... I was growing my business and I felt really lonely. I was sitting behind a computer all day and I was not only lonely, but I was stressed out as fuck, man. And I didn't know how to get the answers and I was looking for coaching, but I was broke and I didn't really know what to do. So having a tribe, building a community was really the most beautiful part of what happened when Badass Business Babes started to grow. I love being in that group because I get to offer free trainings to all of you guys in addition to these podcast episodes. And this Facebook group is just a safe space for any entrepreneur out there. So if you're a business coach, life coach, health coach, network marketer, MLM seller, real estate agent, I mean, we have everyone in there. It's amazing. Come join, come introduce yourself. You can click the link in the show notes or you can go to badassbusinessbabe.com slash Facebook. Love you guys. As I record this episode, I'm literally shaking. I know I've gotten really comfortable with being vulnerable with you guys, but this is a whole new class of vulnerability. And as I'm recording this episode, I'm like doing my best to just sit here and close my eyes and speak from my heart. There are times when I show up in the online space and I have a script to follow. I have steps that I want to outline when I do a live video or a podcast episode. But in this episode, I want you to see me. Like I really want you to see me and I want you to understand that where I am in my business right now is fucking hard sometimes. And I want you to see that because I think as entrepreneurs, we are constantly striving to get to some magical, beautiful, financially free space where we don't have problems and everything feels easy. And we look at people ahead of us and we say, oh, well, she's so happy and she's so successful. I just need to make as much money as she does and then I'll feel that way too. And we chase it. And we chase significance and we chase this accomplishment and we think that one day we'll get to the other side and we'll suddenly feel good. And the reality is business and running a team and growing an online empire doesn't look that way. We always have problems. We always have struggles. And as I sit here and decide what I'm going to share with you guys today, I wish I knew that. 
it's not always going to be easy and it's always going to feel hard. It just feels hard in different ways. And the word hard by definition starts to change. You know, when I was an early entrepreneur, my definition of hard was paying my bills. That was fucking hard. Now, (laughs) my definition of hard is figuring out where to invest the money that we make or who to outsource something to next. And on a deeper level, because those aren't really big problems, the real issues are the emotional ones. You see, at this stage of the game, my head is about to explode. I am constantly juggling an emotional roller coaster, trying to make sure that I stay with my feet on the ground to provide enough valuable content to my audience so that I can continue to grow my business, so I can continue to feel like I'm contributing in the world. And there are days where that feels great and amazing and beautiful and I'm happy and centered and channeled and inspired and all of these beautiful things. But then there are days where I just want to lay in bed and hide. And I think when I knew that about myself, I was embarrassed. I was ashamed to say that I have a business that generates fifty to $60,000 in revenue a month and there are days that I'm unhappy. There are days where I'm stressed and want to cry and there are days where I don't want to get out of bed. And I almost felt guilty for that. I almost felt ashamed of that roller coaster. But here's the deal. It's normal to have ups and downs sometimes. It's normal to have days in your business where you don't feel inspired or when you feel like you're struggling. And I think that as I step into sharing this with you guys, I want you to know, like, you may not think these things are normal, but I had to decide that they were normal because they are my life. I am not happy every single day of my business. And I have people every single day who come up to me and say, I'm so inspired by your Instagram and the life that you live. And it feels so flattering to me, but at the same time, I know that they're thinking that my life is so super happy and nothing ever goes wrong. (laughs) That my business is perfect and everything's fine. My relationship's great. I have so much sex and life is just amazing, right? Like this is the perception that I know people have created for me. And I know that because I have created this perception of every single person I look up to. But I had to decide that having a bad day where I cry or having a moment where I'm grabbing a bag of chips and binge eating or having a day where I have the least interest in showing up in my business, I had to decide that that was okay. Because when I decided that it wasn't, I was judging myself all of the time and I was feeling bad for the breaks. I was feeling bad for slowing down. But now I know that I have to be okay with that because that is who I am. And who I am isn't a robot and doesn't show up with 100% joy in her life all of the time. And you need to see that. And so I think I would just encourage you as I share these things today to remember that these are my truths. This is what I've experienced. And it may be different for you. You may listen to what I'm sharing in this episode or the episode after this or the episode after that and not find it relatable. But if you don't, that's okay, because everybody's different. But if you do find it relatable, that's okay too, because it means you're not alone. So in today's episode, I sat down and I wrote, 
what I thought were the four truths of my current business that nobody really told me about. These harsh truths that I had to accept as my reality of business and understand that these challenges and these obstacles that I was facing were actually making me stronger and getting me to the next level. So these are my truths. Here we go. (laughs) Truth number one about this level of business that nobody ever told me about. You're going to get burnt out. (laughs) And I hate admitting this, right? Because it makes me feel like just as those words are coming out of my mouth, somebody out there is seeing my flaw, my insecurity, or my blind spot. But the truth is I get burnt out all the fucking time. My business, when I started, I struggled to make money and I struggled to find clients. But lately in my business, I struggle to make time to even shave my legs. And I'm constantly feeling like I have an endless list of responsibilities to get done. And there are days where I love that, but then there are days where I feel super overwhelmed by it and I want to just hide. And I think no one ever taught me about this feeling of burnout, that it was going to happen, that it's a thing. It's an upper limit experience. And so what was happening for me was I grew my business to, in the beginning, just work with one-on-one clients. And when it was hard to have clients, I was angry and frustrated. But then one day my business started to boom and I slowly attracted one client after the next, after the next. And then suddenly I had a complete roster and I had to put people on a wait list. And while this is a beautiful problem that many of you would like to have, the truth is I didn't understand that when I had 12 coaching clients and I was doing 12 hours of coaching calls a week, that was like three to four hours of coaching clients per day on the days that I work. And I also need time to create. And I also need time to engage with my clients. And I also need time to show up on my Insta stories and write Instagram posts. And most importantly, I also need to make time to have a life. So my freedom business, as I started to grow and expand, it stopped creating freedom. And it started to create a shit ton of stress. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs experience this burnout and then they think to themselves, oh, well, that means my business is totally wrong for me and I need to leave and I need to run away and quit this type of job and go do something else. When the reality is burnout is a sign that not you're doing something wrong. It's a sign that you're running your business the wrong way. Not necessarily that you're in the wrong type of business. And so in the beginning, one-on-one was a great way to lay a foundation for me. But eventually I reached this point where everybody wanted to work with me. And I had to be able to sit down and say no. And I had to be able to set boundaries in my schedule. And eventually the hardest decision, I had to say no to taking on more clients and leave that money on the table. And that was really scary, but I was getting burnt out. I was feeling overwhelmed and tired. And yes, there are still days that I feel that way because I have a to-do list that's two pages long sitting on my desk. And I have a list of podcast episodes that I promised myself that I would record. And a couple of months ago, burnout looked real different for me. Burnout was fatigue, physical exhaustion, 
feeling like I want to cry, <laughs> feeling like I had to do everything. And the reason I was feeling that way in my business was because I wasn't delegating anything. I didn't have a staff a year ago and I was trying to take on all the responsibilities thinking that I had to do every single thing in my business. And so understanding that burnout was kind of something that was a normal part of the process, I had to take a step back and say, well, what about how I'm showing up has to change? You know, maybe this is about reducing the amount of one-on-one calls for you, much like I did. Maybe it's about getting a personal assistant like I did. Maybe it's not about doing anything that I did, but, but rather setting a schedule of hours to work and when to show up. Burnout is a sign that you need to show up differently, and I didn't know that. I thought burnout was just how it was supposed to be, and I spent a great deal of time trying to juggle the burnout, trying to juggle the overwhelm, trying to judge myself for feeling like I had a million things to do, and I had to make a decision to change not just how I was feeling, but how I was showing up. And that was a big, big one for me at this level of my business, knowing that burnout was a sign that I needed to revise the way I was doing business. And yes, that generates a lot of fear because when you're making $20,000 consistently a month in one-on-one clients and you leave that on the table and you say, I'm not going to take that money anymore because I have a bigger vision, that's a scary leap. That's a scary step. But To heal burnout, you have to sometimes do scary things. You have to leave money on the table, say no to things, let messages sit in your inbox for longer than you can imagine, set time limits on how long it takes to answer an email. You have to start to reduce how you show up for people so that you can protect your energy. The second thing, the second truth about high-level entrepreneurship that nobody told me about You will never say anything right. (laughs) And I know I'm exaggerating and I know on some degree that's a sort of lie. But as my business has grown, I tipped over to this point probably the last couple of months where I'm starting to get more negative feedback. I'm starting to get people sending me messages about things I say on podcast episodes or in my Instagram posts or on my Facebook lives. And not all of that feedback is good. I had a client the other day reach out to make a comment about something I said on a podcast that hurt her feelings. And I felt discouraged by this because I know I show up from a space of love. I know I say everything with the purest heart and I know that I'm just trying to help people. So how could I hurt someone's feelings by what I said? And there was a point in my business probably five or six months ago where I had to make a decision to stop giving a shit about what other people thought of me on an even deeper level than I ever imagined possible. Because the truth is, and the truth no one ever told me about, was that the more you're exposed, the more popular you are, the more downloads you get on your podcast, the more Instagram followers you have, the more likely you are to be judged. The more you'll piss people off, the more money you make, the more exposed you are to criticism. And I was so afraid of that judgment for so long that I censored myself and I hid truths and I pretended to be something that I wasn't. And I got tired of it. 
And I reached a point where I realized I was tiptoeing around everybody because the bigger my business grew, the more susceptible I felt to that judgment and the more I felt like I couldn't say anything right. That I was always going to upset someone, hurt someone's feelings, piss someone off, get someone angry. I couldn't do it anymore. And if I knew back in the day that high levels came with criticism, I may have been able to handle that roller coaster a bit differently. I want you to know that as you grow, not everybody is going to like what you have to say. Not everybody is going to feel like they are in love with your podcast or your Instagram posts. Not everybody is your ideal client, and it has to be okay with you to ignore those people because you're in search of helping the people who really want it, who are really ready to get results, and who are really, really connected to what you have to say. And there's nothing wrong with somebody who's not connected to my message, but I have to be okay with that. I have to be able to say, if somebody doesn't get me, that's not my problem. There's a quote that I absolutely love, and I always remember it when I'm in times of struggle. What other people think of me is none of my business. And I have to be able to separate myself from that. I have to be able to say that I'm in my purpose, I'm doing what I love, and that it doesn't matter what other people think. But I wish I knew that criticism came with that higher next level because I would have been able to prepare for it better than getting sideswiped. You know, my business now, I've gotten better at being able to not get upset or emotionally waver when somebody doesn't like me. But that took a lot of work. And I didn't really understand that the more I grew, the more negative feedback I would get. I thought that the more negative feedback I was getting, the worse of a job I was doing. The more negative feedback I got, the more I was failing. And that's not necessarily true. Engagement is engagement. And so if you are putting people in a position where they aren't connecting with you and they aren't happy about your content in the beginning of your business, that's one thing. But when you reach a certain level of followers and a certain level of audience, you have to understand that there are just people who aren't connected and that's going to be okay. So let go of that fear of what other people think. And do it now while you have the chance because the bigger you get, the more your business grows, the harder it becomes because you're more in the spotlight. The third thing that was a truth that no high-level entrepreneur ever told me about, and this is the one that just hurts me so much, you will have angry clients. Now, I have never had a one-on-one client that didn't get results that she desired. I always had happy clients until this year. And this year I had to learn a really hard lesson that not every client is a soulmate client. Not every person that enrolls in your program is going to be 100% a perfect fit. And not every person that enrolls in a course or hires you one-on-one or purchases your product is going to get picture-perfect results. That doesn't mean that you lower the amount of people that you reach. That doesn't mean that you decide to be more specific and work with less people. Because the truth is, if somebody came to you to get a result and they didn't get a picture-perfect one, you still gave them a shit ton of value that they needed in their life. You still did something transformative for them. 
I always like to remember that the work I do with a client goes beyond the amount of time that I actually work with that client. I have people who reach out to me years later and say, I still hear your voice in my head from our coaching. I still remember that call when you told me X, Y, and Z. And sometimes the impact you have on a client goes beyond the time that you work with them. And you have to be unattached to that. And more importantly, you can't look at yourself like a failure when people don't get a picture-perfect result. I had to learn how to be okay with clients that were unhappy. And this year, I had a lot of them, especially because of the fact that as you grow, you reach what's called an upper limit. So just to give you some background so you understand, sometimes you're about to tip over into a new level of your business, a level that is abundant and prosperous and makes more money than you're making right now. But in order to get to that level, you need to be a different person and you need to make decisions that are hard. And sometimes we don't listen to those decisions, right? So if you have a voice that says, cancel that program because you need to make space for those beautiful one-on-one clients that are coming, or if you have a voice that says, let go of that old product you were selling because something new is on the way, and you ignore that voice, the universe, <laughs> the universe tries to send you bigger signs. So first, the universe sends you a little feather and gives you this idea to change something in the way you show up in your business. When you don't listen, it sends you a brick and it slaps you on the head. And when you don't listen to that, it sends you a fucking Mack truck. And sometimes that Mack truck is pissed off clients. So for me, I reached a point in my business where I knew what got me here wasn't going to get me there. And I had to change the structure of my company. I had to make a decision, like I told you, to scale back one-on-one clients and to decide to do bigger things in group coaching programs. This is something that I knew in my heart I was meant to do. I knew financially it was a scary risk, but I also knew that I was craving time freedom and that the business that I had visioned in my head was way bigger than working one-on-one and I needed to free up the time in my schedule to do that. So when the universe gave me that little feather of an idea, I ignored it. I thought it was scary. I thought it made no sense to leave money on the table. And so I kept certain clients that were totally disaligned and not a good fit for my business and not really aligned with what I stand for in my company. When I didn't listen to that little feather of a download, the universe sent me a brick. So those clients started to decline payments. They started to get frustrated and they stopped showing up. When I didn't listen to that, The universe sent me a Mack truck and I had an angry client who wasn't getting the results that she wanted and that I was really, really capable of providing her. The lesson here that I want to remind you guys of is that sometimes you have to listen to your voice when it doesn't really make logical sense. You have to listen to that intuition that's calling you to do things differently. And the fact that I was afraid to admit was that I needed to scale my business in a different way by letting go of the old way that I was doing it. This was an upper limit problem. And with an upper limit, sometimes comes the responsibility of dealing with clients that aren't necessarily a perfect fit for you. I didn't know, but when I was working at this level, I was facing people who weren't 100% getting perfect results and who were sometimes angry about it. Now, to date, we haven't had any negative feedback of any of our group coaching programs that are currently on the market, which I am obsessed with. My coaching mentorship program, my six-figure biz babe program, I've become so selective in what I offer because I have poured my heart and soul into those programs. 
But I just want to remind you that when you're working with thousands of women at a time, it is only logical that some of them won't get picture-perfect results. There's an b- amazing podcast episode by James Webmore, who I'll never forget, said that if you are not in a position where you're getting people asking for refunds, you're not casting a wide enough net in your business. So if you're working with 10 people at a time, 20 people at a time, 30 people at a time in a group program, you're probably not going to get a lot of refund requests. Even at 100 people in my programs, I still hardly get refund requests. But when I'm working with thousands of women at a time, it's kind of just something that naturally happens. And I have to be okay with that. And more importantly, I have to detach my value from those experiences. So setting up systems like not being responsible for engaging with the refund requests and hiring a team to do that and delegating those responsibilities has allowed me to free up that space and reduce the feeling of that roller coaster every time I check my email and a payment gets declined or a refund request comes in. You need to protect yourself from that energy. And the truth is, not every client at working with thousands of people at a time is going to be happy. Tony Robbins has people that don't get results too. This is normal. Did that mean that Tony Robbins didn't decide to become Tony Robbins and build the empire that he has? No, because he didn't focus on the people that weren't getting results. He focused on the thousands that he was changing their lives for. That's what you have to pay attention to. Remember, these truths about entrepreneurship at a high level, the things that nobody told me about, none of them mean that you are a failure. That's the most important part of this. None of these lies mean that you're a failure. I'm going to give you guys a bonus today because I don't think that just telling you three is enough. I want to leave you with a fourth truth about high-level entrepreneurship that no one told me about. Managing a team is fucking hard. It's hard. And it's beautiful and inspiring and full of love and absolutely the best experience that I could have ever asked for. But it challenged me in ways that I never anticipated. Many of you guys as entrepreneurs aren't actually entrepreneurs. You're artists. You're creatives. You wake up in the day and saying, what is my soul calling me to do? And you go create it and you go make money off of it. And it's beautiful. That's the artist energy in you. But for me, I'm 90% artist, 10% entrepreneur, and 0% manager. And that's the truth. I grew up in corporate life, having a job from 14 to 26 when I quit my job to pursue my passion. And I had a boss that sucked every single step of the way, no matter where I was working, whether it was CBS News or McDonald's. I had shitty bosses. And I thought that's what being a boss was about. And so when I had a team, people who were doing things for me, creating the graphics for our programs, handling uh, contact requests for our clients, booking calls on my calendar, managing the Facebook group, anytime I needed to ask them to do something, my subconscious mind instantly thought that I was supposed to be a bitch. It immediately thought that I was going to be perceived by these people as terrible for asking them to do something for me. It made me sick to my stomach. In fact, the first month that we actually had staff, I was so lost and the business took a really big hit because I didn't know how to show up inspired because I was stressed out all of the time 
thinking that I was doing everything wrong. I am a terrible manager, but I had to learn how to be a really good one. And I'm still learning. No one ever taught me that being an entrepreneur, I would someday need to manage a team. And no one really taught me how to do it. So I'm still figuring that out. And my team, bless their hearts, are so patient with me. And they express what they're feeling when they're feeling it. And I'm truly grateful. Like, I can't even tell you. I'm so fucking grateful for the people that I have on my team because they are perfect. Every single one of them. But I'm still learning. And I wish I knew solopreneurship was a total crock of shit. Solopreneurship doesn't exist. It only gets you so far You know, solopreneurship is a hobby. It's sitting at your desk, being the artist, feeling inspired, but at some point your business is going to tip over and the idea of running it all by yourself will make you sick to your stomach. You need to manage, you need to delegate, you need to hand things off and set some boundaries and that was all new to me because no one ever told me that that was a thing. So I want to remind you that in the journey of stepping into the next level, when you delegate and hand things off, Treat your staff with kindness. And being kind isn't about enabling them. And it isn't about making things easy for them. Being a boss that treats your staff with kindness is about being vulnerable with them about how you're feeling and being as much of a communicator as you possibly can from a space of love. I had to learn that it was okay for me to tell my team that I felt uncomfortable. It was okay for me to express my concerns when things weren't getting done. And it was okay for me to point out my flaws when I knew I was being overbearing or acting like a micromanager. I had to be real about who I was so that my employees felt safe enough to be real themselves. And that's what created the beautiful dynamic of our business that we're building a foundation on now. All of that started because... I had to learn that it was simply okay to not know how to do something perfectly. When people look at you how to get results, right? You guys look at me as a business coach and I teach you how to get a result. But that doesn't mean I'm perfect in all of these areas. It means I fuck up a lot and I make a shit ton of mistakes. And at this level of my business, I almost had this egoic thought going that I needed to be perfect for everybody that I worked with so that they didn't see that I didn't know the answers. But that's not what being a successful business owner is about. Being really good with your team and being open and real and truthful, that's what's going to allow your business to grow and that's what's going to create a strong foundation for your company so that these employees start to love the product that you're creating just as much as you do. You need to give them privilege to take action that's messy when they have ideas or see a vision. You need to support them when they take the reins and decide to lead. And you need to take a step back and watch them fail and watch them stumble so that they can grow and walk and run on their own. The purpose of your business is not so that you can do everything until the day you die. The purpose of your business is so that you can hand things off So that you as the creator and the passion-driven entrepreneur that you are can continue to show up in a really high space doing what you love. Delegation, boundaries, and being open with your team is what gets you there. Wish I knew that one. (laughs) So I want you to know, before I sign off today, I know this is a little bit of a different episode. I can feel myself talking differently as I share this. I just feel like... This is all such important information and I want you to know that if you related to any of these points, you are not alone. 
And it's okay. It's okay to know these truths because the reality is now you know them, you can prepare for them. You can do things like take management courses or Google how to heal your burnout or how to set healthy boundaries. You can learn how to have healthy healthy conversations with people who are your clients when they're upset, discouraged, or frustrated. And you can know above all else that none of this means that you're not good enough or that you're a failure or that you should quit your job. It simply means that you're ready to grow. So with these problems, I want to tell you one thing. Congratulations, because you're at a new level. And learn how to celebrate that. It's a beautiful thing.